Welcome to episode 97, Realm 3, of our series This Part, Intimacy and MS. This is the first of a two-part conversation with Emily Royce. Emily Royce is a somatic sex educator and certified sexological body worker. Her decade journey with MS has involved many lifestyle and holistic healing routes, as she is a Reiki master teacher and Kundalini and Yin Yoga instructor as a part of that. But it was not until she stepped into authentic movement via dance that she discovered her sensuality was going to be key to her healing. This led to a deep dive into the world of Tantra and her current path of service to pleasure activism and making sex accessible to all. The following content is intended for a mature audience only. Please be advised that the podcast is meant for entertainment purposes. We do not endorse or promote products. The Myelin and Melanin podcast discusses the life experiences of the hosts and their guests. Each guest that appears consents to sharing their personal story and experience. If you have questions regarding your sexual health, please consult your medical team. Also, the Myelin and Melanin podcast is not a substitute for therapy. We are not providing medical, psychological, or religious advice whatsoever. Should you become pregnant, it's not our fault. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We are two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're a fan of the podcast, please consider supporting us through our Patreon. Patrons gain exclusive access to bonus content, giveaways, myelin and melanin merchandise and more our patreon can be found at patreon.com forward slash myelin melanin we also want to give a special thanks to our music producer shah severe for providing our podcast music over the past three seasons thank you so much and welcome emily to the podcast how are you I'm I'm here. I'm doing here. okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. So we before we get into our conversation about intimacy and the nitty-gritty of things, we wanted to ask you two questions. So the first is, how do you define intimacy? What does that word mean to you? Mm. Okay. Uh, intimacy for me, like the word that comes up is vulnerability. Uh, so intimacy does not for me mean specific acts. Um, it's not an action word. It's, can I show up in my vulnerability, which is really just my honesty. Um, so if I'm having a shitty day, can I say that if Mm -hmm. I, you know, have a special need tonight that feels icky for me to ask for, because I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to be a burden, but I say Mm -hmm. it anyways, like that is super intimate. So yeah, I think it's, I've heard someone explain it, it's kind of cheesy, but like into a me, you see, um, yeah. and that's kind of, yeah, that's how I feel I like about that. it. It's like, 
I'm allowing some, maybe not a full opening, uh-huh. but some kind of opening for you to be able to really see me. And then when it's beautiful, the other person is doing the same, maybe in a yes. different way, but yes. where we can, yeah, see a little so bit not into cheesy. each other. No, okay. <laughs> so not cheesy. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. smiling really big because me too. When <laughs> with Kiana, I kind of said, I think yeah. I said that that was where it started with me, vulnerability. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. Second question. What song gets you in the mood? Oh my God. So many. If you had, right? Uh, <laughs> if you had to choose one. <laughs> okay. So um, the artist I'm really digging on lately that just does that without uh-huh. fail. I believe their name is, they say it Ramon. So R-I-M-O-N, all caps. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, and I find that like if I bring up their, let's say on Spotify, if I bring up their um, their radio or some uh-huh. kind of playlist, a bunch of other artists along the same vein who I also find super sexy are going to be thrown in there. Do you? Ooh, I've never heard kind of, of them. genre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it like chill out lounge? Is it like grunge? Is it soft? Oh, what is that? Like, okay, so it's like I really respond. I need a beat. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be like a boom, boom, boom. You know, and it needs to have yeah. something in the background where like, and then I really respond to um, kind of feminine husky voices. This is very Ooh. specific, but like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. like yeah. that is like my jam. So I'd, it's not going to be R&B. It's uh-huh. not going to be, you know, it might be, you could say chill out, but not really. Like uh-huh. if I, I think there's even a playlist on Spotify that's like in the mood or something like that. It's going to be more yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be more, more like that. I don't know how they define their music. Okay. Um, we'll look yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah okay, definitely. <laughs> that sounds definitely. really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it I reminds mean, me of of a woman named uh michelle and cello like she has uh-huh. a husky voice oh i, I love her, her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 she's like yeah. one of my favorites so yeah, yeah. this is cool very yes. good <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah again thank you for being here and um you know just like diving into this conversation dana and i are super excited about the series and really happy to find you um you yes. just fit so perfectly into the series so mm. yeah we are just welcoming you with open arms um so before we even get further into the conversation would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and well, basically your MS story. Would you mind telling us about your MS story? No, I don't mind at all. Thank you for asking. And I'm, this, is, this is my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. So let me just say that. Um, okay. Uh, 2010 is when it showed up. Um, you know, maybe officially diagnosed in 2011. But for me, it's like, it's when all the things started happening, mm-hmm. um, which was 2010. So it's been about, it's been 10 years now. Okay. Um, and you know, in the beginning, like I tried several different kinds of medication. I was just in a stressful job that shouldn't have been, but it was mm-hmm. because of management and whatever. And like, mm-hmm. it was just really difficult, really spiraling. Um, my MS started going fast. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get out of that job, listen to that, get out, um, went into yoga training that was super intense, but it was what I needed to like, just mm-hmm. be with myself and be with the reality of what was changing in my body. 
and how I was going to stay connected to my spirit through it all. So that was like the beginning, um, the yoga was, and that led into getting trained uh, in Reiki and really just like these healing modalities are what have gotten me through. Mm. And then, you know, in 2017, it was like obvious, like, oh, I'm a dancer. I need to dance. I need to be Mm. dancing all the time. And that is when, um, yeah, I just went on a dancing journey and felt so blessed uh, that my body, you know, because a year before it had a relapse where I was using a cane and and needing a foot lift, you know, to be able to like get my foot going and Mm -hmm. um, to then come out of it and be like, you know what, I love this body. And in this moment I can dance. So I'm going to, I'm going to dance. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And that led it, the dancing is what led into the openness um, around sexuality. So I've always, I've had vulvodynia since I was a child, unrelated to um, sexual abuse. And for those who don't know what that is, that's chronic vulvar pain. Mine is constant. So that's all the time. And MS made that a lot worse. So there's also like MS showed up, you know, and made that and the chronic migraines worse and kind Mm. of just the things that were already going on got way more intense. Okay. Um, it's so I haven't, I actually, the last six years, um, I've been off medication, just kind of experimenting, like what can my body do? What can diet do? What can movement do, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. And I'm in a midst of a, a relapse now. So it, it's a reality check. It's a come yeah. back down to mm-hmm. earth. It's about, it's like, okay, girl, like let's time to reevaluate long haul situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, probably getting on medication in the next week or two, like okay. starting something new and trying to have fresh eyes and fresh feels about um, the possibility with that while also really acknowledging I'm feeling a lot of doom and gloom, you know, the yeah. reality of like, oh, hell, you know, <laughs> like, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's all of it. Um, you said something that was like, Wow. It it just, Mm. it was so simple, but it just like took me back into the wall. You said, I love Mm. this body. And Mm. quite often we just don't, you know what I mean? Like Mm. it's, it's, it's incredible. So just hearing those simple, what four words, I love this body. Like (laughs) that's comforting, but also, and I'm not trying to hijack this moment, Mm. but you're, you (laughs) are like soul sisters because when I was diagnosed, I immediately started meditating I got into a teacher tra- yoga teacher training and I started doing Reiki or a Reiki practitioner certification class or what have you. So mm-hmm. I was on that path as well. So yeah, cool. this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's some kind of solace, right? With so many things that are out of control. It's like, okay, mm. well, I'm going to take back some agency yes, and at yes. least get my, give myself some tools, you know, like I'm not going to necessarily change the trajectory, but yes. yeah, can I have some tools? And yeah, like, when I say, you know, I love this body, that is not an easy thing. And I don't want mm. anyone with MS to feel like, God, well, I hate my body. Like, because that's yes. normal. I think we yep. really have to try extra hard when our bodies are quote unquote difficult um, to find the softness of like, I'm so grateful that this body, you know, got up in this morning. Like, even if I'm mm. only grateful for my feet today, let me be grateful for my feet, you know, to just try mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> whatever opening you have because um it's not easy for the general population and then when you add in a body that's doing all kinds of funky things it's very easy to start hating your body like you're doing this to me you're the one causing the problems 
So yeah. we talk in intimacy. Intimacy is with me and my body first, for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. And control is something that we're going to talk about shortly, mm. but yeah. that's kind of a key word in all of this. Thank you for, so much for sharing your story, Emily. We yeah. appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for asking. So and on your profile, oh, what yeah. were you going to say, Dawn? Yeah, I was just going to say on your profile. Oh, after that. Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> I know, but on your profile, yeah. it says that you are a somatic sex educator. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and the work that you do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is that? Uh, right. <laughs> there's lots of different um, names for some similar stuff, but somatics okay. is becoming a little bit bigger. It's still on the fringes, but Soma just means like of the body. Okay. So when we're saying somatic, you sometimes you'll see like um, someone labeled somatic if they're like a dance therapist or, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like people who are focused more on getting in the body. Um, okay. So with like somatic sex um, education or therapy or um, it's different than sex therapy. Obviously it's different training. Like I'm a mm-hmm. certified sexological body work, but I'm not a therapist, you know, it's not okay. And we don't, you know, I didn't go to those amount of years of school and, but it's also not talk therapy focused. So like a sex mm. therapist, while they may do some exercises or give whoever they're working with homework or um, there's of course a range within sex therapy, mm. but it's not talk focused. Somatic sex therapy, somatic sex education is body focused. So okay. rather than being like, let's just talk about what you're experiencing sexual, you know, sexually, it's like, let's go into it. What is your body right. feeling in this moment? And then learning how to, because most people who I see don't know. I don't know because mm-hmm. we don't have conversation with our body. So our body is not going to be readily talking to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> how we right. develop this, the skills, the practice. It's not complicated, right. but we don't, we don't get it in greater society. Our society um, glorifies the mind over all else. Okay. Uh, and, and so this is a way of reclaiming like, wow, I have, all these other cells <laughs> that right. are being underutilized or not even asked, you know, what their opinion is or what they have to say in the mix. And if anything, what I've discovered with MS is how much my body is involved. Right. So I want to get into my body and start, you know, asking it questions. So with somatic sexology, yeah, it's that. Like, how can I learn what's going on with my body, learn to know the cues, start to feel an embodied yes and no. So that I'm not conceptualizing it. Mm, am I game for this tonight? It's like I can feel it. I can feel mm-hmm. it in my body. Um, right. I'm. And this is my no, and here's how I know where my no is. Uh, and then right. you learn communication skills around that. So for partnered or unpartnered, like how do I convey this to somebody else? How do I ask for what I need and want? How do I even be in touch with what I need and want? So we get to all of that, but we get through it through body practices, through meditation, through movement, through things like uh, belly massage, uh, which is profound. And then we get into maybe more overt overt sexual stuff where we start to learn about our own genitals, which many of us don't know the different parts. Mm -hmm. And then how do these different parts react and respond? And what do they have to tell me? And what does that tell me about how I like to be touched? And yeah, that's that's the surface of it, but it's of the body. Um, that's where our investigation begins. It's so interesting because MS has given so much to me, I can say, and probably to others. It's given you a lot of crap for for one, but it's also given me (laughs) a profound awareness of my body and Mm -hmm. you just describing what 
what a somatic uh, educator, sex educator is mm-hmm. like in terms of like being in touch with what's going on inside of me. Like I was not aware before my diagnosis, what felt good, what didn't mm-hmm. feel good. Like I know pain, of course, everyone knows right. pain, but I didn't know pain. I didn't even really know pleasure. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. Mm. I don't even know if I had an orgasm like before mm. 20, you know what I mean? Right. Like, or yeah. 20, well, of course, like maybe 25, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, right. I don't know what I can say. I don't know what felt good. Like it, it was just very odd to me to have these sensations. And so with MS, I'm like, what is this bizarre tingling? What is this numbness? Mm. What is this? Right. You know, what are, what are all of these, um, you know, crazy cracks that I'm feeling when I walk and my foot is dropping and all of that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And so to be able to like say I have MS, like it really made me sit down and realize you got to listen to your body. You have to take time mm-hmm. to know what is pleasing, what isn't. Like having my partner at the time, having him touch me, it was so irritating because mm-hmm. it felt like sandpaper when he would touch my skin it felt like i like he was rubbing sandpaper i would be like so cringy yeah. with with touch have you guys ever felt that sensation before like with your skin you know what i mean like if clothes oh yeah 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 I, yeah definitely yeah. that's where yeah. i am right now like i just just a couple of days ago i started being able to tolerate clothes like yeah. i was just wearing a bikini top everywhere and i'm like this is just what's happening you know like right. like this is yeah right. definitely definitely and definitely yeah. with partners and having to right. get really good and really clear at the nuance of it all because yes. it's like with ms it's like oh this is feeling good this is feeling good oh now horrible you know, mm-hmm. like it just, yeah. it switches in a second. Like, you know, my body is sensitive in that way, kind of anyways, but right. with MS, it was already, it was just like, I'm has, you know, I don't, I don't think the word gift is the right word, but I do feel like MS is a superpower of getting into the body in a way that many of us in society can just walk around and never have to confront because we can get away with it. We can right. get away with not having to be in with our bodies, you know, like I can just show up in a shell to work and I can get stuff done and then I can go back. Yes. You know, you don't have to be in your body, but when you get MS, it's like, oh, now I, I'm like forced to, you know, it's yes. either like, this is just happening. This is happening. Yeah. So it is, and definitely with intimacy, um, it, it, it takes out that window. I hope all people wouldn't tolerate things that they don't really like and aren't feeling right. good but there's a higher tolerance for people whose bodies can just be like, uh, this is kind of aggravating, but I, I guess I can okay. get through it because I don't want right. to hurt their feelings. And then if you're an MS, you're like, no, I cannot think about this person's feelings right now. I need to tell them that like, this right. is like excruciating or, you know, like feels like fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good for, <laughs> it's good for some of those things. Um, it's new territory. It's different territory. Definitely. And, you know, as we began to prepare for this series, a lot of topics came up and Dana and I went back and forth with, with so much, we have wonderful conversations, Mm -hmm. the two of us. And so we started talking about guilt and shame and trust. And it seemed like those were the ones that we just couldn't ignore. Yeah. It was like just reoccurring and they're reoccurring in the disabled community. And we, I think that we tend to feel that quite a bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and there are just like so many things that we could list, but those three really stuck out to, to us and kind of like the main reason why people being disabled, like feel like, Oh, well, we don't need pleasure. And other people feel like, well, you don't need pleasure. You know what I mean? Because we live Mm -hmm. with it. We dwell within guilt, shame and trust that trilogy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's Um, kind of like, you know, when you're dealing with a disease as big as MS that mm-hmm. can impact so many facets of the body. It's almost as if we're made to feel like pleasure is just kind of a secondary thing. Well, maybe you should be more concerned about strengthening your legs mm-hmm. because you're not walking yeah. that great. Your balance is bad or whatever. Right. No, like, okay, that is important, but pleasure is important too. You know what I mean? And I think so mm-hmm. often we're made to feel as though pleasure is like one of those fluffy things that's like, oh, and that and, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. that's a thing in and of itself, I think. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that's yeah. what we believe. So could you talk a little bit about that? So you are a pleasure, an intimacy and pleasure activist as well. So mm-hmm. as it relates to what we were just talking about, about this whole idea of guilt and shame surrounding pleasure. How might your work as a pleasure activist relate to that at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so That's first, good. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a big question. <laughs> I know, okay. we gave, we okay, piled on a lot. Right, okay. break uh, it apart as, as easy as you as want. You wish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, tribute to Adrian Marie Brown, uh, as far as I know, for coining this term, pleasure mm-hmm. activism. I may have preceded her and she may have her own tributes Mm -hmm. to make, but I tribute that. Yeah, I, oof. Okay, so yeah, this, coming into this world, right? So I said I had vulvodynia since I was young. So Mm -hmm. my whole life, pain and pleasure have been intermingled and associated. I, I have very you know, one or two times experienced penetration without uh, a lot of pain. So it's, this is part of my existence. And I think at a younger age, first of all, I didn't know that it wasn't supposed to be painful because of the way sex education is. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought, oh, well, apparently this is just like, what's part of, you know, like this is, I don't see why everybody likes this. Yeah. It was just kind of (laughs) like, I didn't understand. Right. Um, But like, as things have uh, progressed on, it, it was like reaching that critical mass that my no reaching my no where I was just like I'm not gonna do this anymore mm-hmm. there's something in me that knows that there's more to life than this and I'm not gonna like oh, who am I doing this for you know to to be convenient or not a burden or not too fussy for other people or whatever like I deserve to have enjoyment and pleasure and ease just like anybody else and I believe everybody deserves that right. I don't think so for me even I have to keep claiming pleasure as a primary thing because you know like with with the state of where the U.S. is right now mm-hmm. um which is like always <laughs> been you know yes. up, like now is like whoa okay okay mm-hmm. you know for me to have to keep coming back to okay like what I do is valuable serving yes. your lane I know this is bad I know that it, like pleasure and joy make everything else in life that has to happen more doable. Um, that is just, to me, pleasure is not an afterthought. It's not the yes. thing that comes once you do all the, you know, your work, because that's a real capitalist mentality of like, 
I have to put in a certain amount of hours and then I deserve pleasure. Yeah. You know, like yes. I'm worthy enough to receive the thing. We're all worthy of it. So the, yes. for me, the pleasure comes first. The pleasure is the thing that fuels the other things that are maybe not so pleasant. <laughs> you know, like right. why not use pleasure, which people have been doing this since the beginning of time, of knowing how to cultivate pleasure for power, for manifestation, for like the things that they want to have like come to fruition in their life. Like when I sometimes work with people, you know, with pleasure, like this ignites them into like that job they've always wanted. This ignites them into that relationship they've been calling in. And it's not because we intentionally were like, okay, we're going to like call in the relationship. It's because we work on the things that get them to be more in their pleasure. And then their lives just start flowing differently. Like that, there is, there's a beauty, there's a science, you know, like people want to treat pleasure as if it's not a technology. It's a technology. You can cultivate it. You can use it. For those of us who might not have it as accessible on the surface, I have to cultivate joy. I have to cultivate pleasure. I have to like every day be like, all right, what are we going to do that's enjoyable today? And like carve that out and treat it like it is a job, you know, like, right. Not, I'm not going to wait for pleasure to arrive to me. Or I'm not going to wait for um, arousal to come because I often have to work at it. Mm-hmm. So I have to romance myself. I have to let the divine romance me. I have to spend time with my plants and I have to do other things that I know mm-hmm. are radically inducing. and then all with all of that like we live in a a puritanical society we're gonna feel shame and guilt when we start to even dip our toes into that Mm. you mean I deserve pleasure like that's gonna Mm -hmm. bring up the the counterbalance that's gonna bring up nope you didn't accomplish this and this and this today so you don't get to have any you know like we're gonna our natural like disciplinarian, (laughs) you know, our natural buzzkill is going to come in there, you know, and try to tell us that we don't, we don't, we haven't done enough, you know, that like we didn't, and for those of us who have chronic illness, we might not get to that much, you know, our triumphs Mm -hmm. as spoonies might have to be like, I did the laundry today and I made one meal for myself, you know, like Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I don't get to have pleasure during the day. That for me, that's all the more reason that I should be cultivating pleasure. Because if it's that much of a struggle for me to be able to even do the basics, then it's, it really is my responsibility then to also, I, what am I living for, right? Am I living to right. just get through this day? Am I living to, um, you know, punch in and punch out at work even when I'm unemployed? Like, we're right. so attached to this, like, yeah, like, I haven't done enough. I'm not worth enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that to claim pleasure really is a confrontation of this guilt and shame. It does not mean that I don't have guilt and shame. I have it mm-hmm. often. Right. You know, I had, a, I had a come up last night, you know, with this person I'm newly connecting with who mm-hmm. came into my life right as this relapse was coming. And I'm like, ooh, this is interesting universe. Like, you know, right, right. <laughs> okay, let's throw all the, you know, all the things at them. Are mm-hmm. you still down? Like, you know, like, right. yeah. Uh, and then all the wanting to micromanage my own body or, not expose really what's going on or, you know, like, oh, that's too much. So I'll just get real. Like I was being intimate with this woman last night and my fingers were inside of her and I fell asleep. And then it, like, mm-hmm. I'm on new medication. I am not the same. Like I'm having to readjust 
to everything. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like, I just try to deny it and I was super, and then the shame flooded me and I was like, oh my yeah. God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I like, don't want you to take this as a reflection that like, I'm not, oh, you. that you're right, not right. right. Exactly. <laughs> I can't keep it together in the same way, but I couldn't even right. articulate that because I'm so, I was so out of it. Right. Yeah. And then I like, I didn't want to confront like, oh, we really just need to stop. Like I need to pivot. Right. Because the shame was so prominent that was coming up. Like, no, I must prove something or persist or like I, right. I, I was in denial around what was actually happening in my body. Mm -hmm. And so yes. I kept going. I fell asleep again. And then I was yeah. like, oh my and she had to call me out for it, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, wow. <laughs> like, did you just fall asleep? Yeah. So that and like we had a conversation about it, but the shame was thick. Mm -hmm. Um and it was today again when I woke up. And again, this really loving text and like, you know, acknowledging like we just need to be like um, gentle with e with ourselves and I was with each just, other. I'm yes. here for you. You know, yep. so there's this reach. Of course, then you want to interact with people who are not going to double down on that shame cycle. Right, like, right. Ideally, you're with people who, who if they are really ride or die, then they can like flow with it. You know, they right. can say, mm -hmm. okay, well, that was a thing that we're going to have to keep watch on and adjust to. But I was just mean that I'm immune that. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I was like, I hope that she was gentle and that next mm -hmm. time if she brought it up that she would say, okay, let's be gentle with each other. And yeah. knowing your situation, I, I want to experience pleasure just like you, maybe just cuddling for a moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like yeah. getting to yeah. know your body and her body and, yeah. and just being in that moment, being here, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, you know, for me, it's a confrontation with the self first, you know, like, where is my, you know, the shame that's coming up. And as awkward as it is, since I'm a somatic practitioner, it's like, where do I feel that in my body? Oh, hot, prickly feelings in my chest, a dropping in my stomach, you know, and then when I'm in a good place, like I can then name that, you know, to whoever I'm with, like, this is what I'm noticing. This is what I'm experiencing. So that at least we can be brought into the body dialogue together mm -hmm. um, and know, okay, like, this is what's up. This is just what's happening. Uh, right. But yeah, and MS and other chronic illnesses involve a lot more navigating yeah. with shame, with guilt. We already have it thick, thick, thick in our society. But it, I think it's next level. I think it's next level. It is. Because I'm just confronting my internalized ableism. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oof, yeah, that mm -hmm. is there and it is prominent, you know? Yes. This judging and this like internal taskmaster, you know, that's harsh. Um, you know, but what like, you just described kind of is cultivating sensuality, like dropping. Oh, for sure. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super it, intimate. And that's yeah. what she thanked me for this morning. She was like, it was super intimate last night. So it wasn't like, oh, I didn't get to get mine and like, right, right. holler at me when your body's more functioning. You know, it wasn't that uh -huh. at all. Yeah. You know? It was yeah. very gentle. It was very intimate. It was very just like, okay, let's keep figuring this out together. Which I've said to her, I said, I'm in new territory with my body. Mm -hmm. Every time there's a relapse, it's something slightly new. And I'm having to readjust to like, be curious. What yeah. is this thing that's happening? So as I'm figuring it out, I was like, I can't give you the playbook. I mm -hmm. can't tell you this is what's good and this was what's not and don't ever do this. And here's what I like because it's changing moment by moment. Right. And I don't, I'm not even aware of it yet. Like I'm figuring it out as I go along. 
And can we just do this together and fumble along and get a lot of self generosity? Yes. <laughs> we fumble along, you know, and inevitably make mistakes, quote unquote mistakes, or like, you know, go too far with something or, you know, whatever, fall asleep, you know, can we just, like, right, right. Can we keep rolling with it? Um, and this person can, and I wish that yeah. for everybody, you know, that you find somebody that, uh, or somebody's, you know, multiple yeah. people or whatever uh -huh. that, that you can roll through this awkward figuring out bit together. Yes. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. I really. know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I? Yeah. yeah no, I thank you. Because <laughs> I think so often we, you know, one of the things that comes along with a chronic illness, MS specifically, disability, all of that is navigating other people's feelings. So, okay, mm. y'all were doing your thing and you fell asleep. Okay. Right. So, yeah. the, so part of the whole shame dynamic is I need to let her know I didn't fall asleep because I'm bored with you. I mm. fell asleep. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there's so much involved. And so we're like responsible then for other people's feelings. I want this mm -hmm. woman to know, like, this is not a reflection of you. Like, yeah. this is just yeah. my body doing its thing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because right. there's a lot, that's big. There's a lot involved in that. And I'm so thankful that it was a yeah. good experience and a gentle mm -hmm. experience that her reaction. Yeah, me yeah. too, right? Because we could say, I could say, oh, I always want sexuality to go this, this uh -huh. idealistic way that I've crafted out for myself, yep. and, you know, right. but then we miss that intimate, we miss the intimacy when it doesn't, because it usually doesn't go whatever way that we've crafted it out, able-bodied or not. <laughs> right, um, right. And then we miss that moment of, yeah, the fumbling and the having to own up to stuff and having to be mm -hmm. vulnerable and having to say... I'm having some anxiety around this, or mm. I'm worried you're, I'm worried you're going to be like mad at me now or whatever. Right. Like that moment is super intimate to show that vulnerability and self of like, I, I still want to be liked. Hey, like mm -hmm. I, I want to be okay. I want yes. you to like still think I'm, I'm a good lover. Stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Emily, which will start streaming soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can always subscribe to us on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.